Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. I'm Kevin. And I'm John. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. Ah! Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down. everybody we're back for the third episode of our discussion on the 1985 classic commando starring arnold himself things are moving kevin the man yeah things are business is really about to pick up as well when we last saw john matrix he was not having a great day (laughs) his uh his daughter had been kidnapped and was being held in exchange for his cooperation in a coup a he military needs to, coup. He used to assassinate the president of Valverde. Uh, <laughs> of course, that sucks. As every day, you know, these things um, happen. Matrix had escaped the plane that was carrying him to uh, do the coup. Do you do the coup? You do a coup. Count Dooku. Uh, <laughs> and was following the only man at the time who could lead him to his daughter, the utter diseased soul that is Sully. Aw. He scooped up a flight attendant by the name of Cindy to help him on his quest here to recover his daughter. And sort of coerced her, pressed her (sighs) into service. Yeah, he really didn't give her a lot of choice in the matter, but he's hijacked her and her vehicle. That's right. And they've gone to the Sherman Oaks Galleria. That's right. And uh, Matrix has asked Cindy to pretend like uh, seduce Sully for me. Yeah, will you? Do you mind? And to lure him over so he can find out where his daughter is. Uh huh. Instead, Cindy alerted the mall cops, and that friends lame. That is where we're picking up. Yep. So we got uh, Matrix has a small army of mall cops <laughs> closing in on him. Terrifying. Yep. Um, when they go to try to apprehend him, he just starts beating the holy hell out of them. Oh, yeah. All of them. Yeah. But, of course, Sully, who is sort of moving in on Cindy, he sees this. He he gives a great expression of, like, disbelief. He's dumbfounded. He's like, Matrix. I, ju- I know you were on the plane. I, I saw, saw the plane that take plane off. speeding down the runway. It's amazing. Yeah. It's actually, that's how I would look, too. I'd be like, what the hell? So he's like. He says to Cindy, give me a quarter. We get this episode's blast from the past. Oh, payphones. That's, That's a right. world of payphones. He frantically starts looking for a quarter, grabs He just Cindy. shoves his hand in her purse. That's where the like, change is. Give me a quarter. There's no, that's the most implausible way possible to get a quarter. He should have snatched the whole purse. Like if Maybe I he, went to mm. any woman in my life and just jam my hand in her purse and grabbed whatever I grabbed, there's 0% chance I'm going to come out with one with a quarter. So Matrix lays out the last of the initial bevy of guards and jumps this <laughs> gap between the stairwell and lands in front of the phone booths. Yeah, where where Sully has gone into a phone booth. He's also got a gun. Yeah. He takes a, a pot shot yeah. in Matrix but misses. Thank God. 
movie um, would have been short. Yeah, Matrix um, just rips the phone booth off the wall. This is amazing. I love this part. It's like a big cylinder. This but is it is a, like eight feet tall, probably. Is this is his fourth uh, feet this of strength. This is another feet of strength. <laughs> yeah. He just rips the phone booth off the wall and tosses it across like the whatever it is, the land. Right. And as he's about to try to get Sully out of it. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering... When he's ripping the phone booth loose, Sully's just in there, like not shooting at him for some reason. He could have point blank. He could have hit him. Yeah, but he doesn't. Maybe he's like, he hold on the for gun. dear life a little bit. Did he drop the gun? No, he, he had it, but he, he was holding on to the edges of the thing because because Matrix was shaking. I think it so that's hard. why he probably wouldn't be able to get like I don't know. If he, he still probably could have hit him. He probably could have touched him through the glass yeah. with the gun and no, hit him. he had a chance and he missed it. He was gonna rue the day that he missed his chance to kill John Matrix. Sully dies last <laughs> or next. So a bunch of guards, like eight or nine, right? You mm-hmm. counted? Yeah. I, I, I think I saw a, there's a like, minimum of nine. Yeah. That are have all like, they're all on him like they a scrum. Smother him. Yeah. It's that classic movie thing. And then, uh, and I feel like this happens in more than one Arnold movie where he yeah. flings like multiple guys. He off. like comes bouncing up and he flings his arms up like, Rah! that counts as another feat of strength. Everyone goes flying off of him. It's like an incredible Hulk move. It's fully comic book shit. Then we see the Panama hat guy with whom Sully was completing an illicit transaction, leaving the bar, brandishing a gun, not trying yeah. to sneak out of there. Like, he could have walked away, right? Like no one, but he doesn't know that, I guess. Maybe he thought the cops or the mall, they the could mall have been there cops for him. were there for him, probably. Exactly. So, but he's immediately confronted by police. Real police, not mall cops. But yeah. like, guys, they're in black and they had guns. So by this time, we have mall cops in brown, LAPD in black, um, Panama hat guy gets a shot off, kills <laughs> a cop. Yes. But then they return fire, hit him. Hit him, he falls over the balcony. <laughs> it's a pretty sweet... Pretty, pretty sweet uh, view of him like flipping over and, and the money the going money everywhere. money go flying everywhere yeah, from that briefcase? Go, because that's what money does when it's in a briefcase. It's, it's all just loosely packed. No one ever locks. And the locks, briefcase is not locked. No one ever locks no. the briefcase. Why would you? It's only filled with <laughs> with, with money, huge amount of money. With money. <laughs> Meanwhile, Matrix is still destroying Malkoff's lives. He is. He's like, he's beating asses. And still like, like feverishly looking around for Sully, who's, yep. who fires off another shot as he's he running away. He just takes away. a pot shot. He hits one of the security guards. Uh, yeah, another death. Poor guys. And um, despite all of the gunfire, the mall cops, they're still intent on getting Matrix. Yeah. Like, they're not <laughs> like, concerned not the, about the shooter. Don't worry about the guy with the gun. Who just killed one of our compatriots. Oops. Yeah. So Matrix pursues Sully. Um, every mall cop and real cop in L.A. is now chasing Matrix through the They're, mall. This mall. <laughs> not the guy with the did, gun. Had no shortage of security. There were 20, probably, 20 different mall cops we've seen at any given moment, like, they're all, you know, swarming on Matrix. That's right. Um, we see Sully get on an elevator. Yep, yep. As Matrix runs, uh-huh. a cop yells for him to stop or he's going to shoot. Yes. And then we get we get a, a, a hero moment that's from right, Cindy. A, a hero moment from Cindy who's apparently had a change of heart who yells, no, and pushes the poor bastard down the stairs. Yeah. That, those are mixed signals, Cindy. I think she she saw, I'm guessing that seeing Sully's reaction to seeing Matrix told her that the story matrix is telling is true or maybe she was already she already felt such a mm. a connection with matrix that she just didn't want to see him die or maybe guess. she's she's like she, maybe she's not a fan of gun violence who That's is true really matrix is he's you know, still being having to fend off security guards but That's he right. gets he buys himself a moment of breathing room That's right and 
he swings across the mall he, on oh, these, like, oh what would God. you describe that thing as? Like a balloon? He has the bright, if not physically implausible idea of swinging across the mall on a giant balloon. What? It's, it's a balloon. There's no reason to think that would hold your weight. No. I don't know, but he, he He's makes better it work. math than I am. Yeah, he swings across this thing like Tarzan, almost hits the ground, yeah. but it's perfectly timed to land on top of the elevator on the other side of like the, the mall atrium. Matrix is good at maths, I think is what we take from this. Yeah, he's uh, well, he's been spending a lot of time like studying those dot whatever matrix. He built his own house. <laughs> he did. He's an architect. <laughs> <laughs> and at any rate, he's good with numbers and figures, science and progress. So, yeah, he he manages to land on top of the elevator Um but then it, that Sully is in. Yeah, that Sully yeah. is inside of. Right. It goes down to like the parking deck level, I guess. And yeah. And Sully exits. Matrix jumps off the roof and is sort of still chasing after. I love there. during all this that Cindy did what Sully probably should have done and, and would have avoided a lot of conflict. And that was just take the stairs. Matrix would have yeah. been able to get to him. No, he didn't. Yeah. It, it, the plan is whatever. Everyone <laughs> knows that mall elevators, too, are the slowest fucking elevators on the planet. Yeah. Do you ever remember going to like North Point or Perimeter <laughs> in the North Metro in Atlanta? Yeah. Those those elevators were slow. They just always, moved slower. They had to stop we, at every there floor. multiple floors and you're always, always getting on with like families of 12 and, and, and ladies with baby strollers. Yeah. And, and that's fine. But you're not getting where you're going fast. For Sully's, like, in Sully's defense, he was alone in there. He might like, manage to make it work. That doesn't matter. <laughs> the elevator compensates. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, so, like, Matrix has to fight his way through a couple of more security guards while right. Sully hops in his Porsche. Matrix runs out into he, the deck. He makes it out Sully just in time. Off. Sully hits him with the car, and, and he sort of flips up over the hood. Some some stuntman anyway. Some stuntman, not not necessarily Arnold, um, but some stuntman portraying John Matrix. I, I yeah, you got to be more careful with that Porsche though, right? That's a high. Know. That's a performance machine. And Matrix is like, fuck it, I'm stealing Cindy's car. I don't know how he had the keys, but good for him that he had them. He probably kept them. He took them when she when they when they were parked. getting out. He was like, yeah, so you okay. don't get away. Um, Sully unsurprisingly does not slow down to pay his parking fee. Does he crash right through the he gate? He crashes right through the gate. With Matrix close With behind. Matrix in hot pursuit. Now, this is where this <laughs> moment gets me. <laughs> That's right. You don't Cindy's like exiting the mall on the street, and she's running down the stairs like, hey, 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 stop. And Matrix stops and picks her up. I can't, A, I can't imagine a world in which Matrix is going to stop to get her. And B, I can't imagine a world in which she wants to keep on going. Like, this was her chance to be free of this. You're, yeah, I I understand that. Like, whatever. It's just, but we need we it's need Im, her. It's implausible. She is integral to the rest of the plot, exactly. so we need her exactly. And and maybe Matrix is aware of the fact that there are going to be times when I've got to have somebody backing me up. Maybe, yeah. He maybe likes to work alone, though. He strikes me as that kind of guy. But at any rate, but also he had a unit of guys, so he knew he's when used he to be on a team. tool. A yeah. unit of out of shape. Guys, so the, I can the, I see how he can take on a, a young a young flight attendant and turn her into like a an elite killer. 
Um, absolutely. <laughs> I think so. Sure. The night is young. There's lots of time. Right, he's got like probably at least nine hours left to turn to, uh, her into a killing machine. <laughs> to, exactly. So yeah. he, he stops for whatever reason. He decides it's a good idea to stop and pick right. her up. She immediately starts berating him with a litany of grievances. Yes. You steal my car. You she runs through literally out. everything that we just yeah, she, saw. She gives us, she basically fills us in like, <laughs> If if you're not familiar with what's happened in the movie so far, um, it's like go that back thing and of, just watch this scene. If you're visually impaired, here's what you just missed. Exactly, <laughs> it, it's great. And then she says, "Are you going to tell me what's going on or what?" And he says, "No." But he's literally had told her what's he, going on. He's already told her the entire situation with the exception of the fact that there's a military coup going on. Or yeah, an attempted he said coup. exactly what's going Former on. Former friend the, double cross check. Daughter Daughter's kidnapped. been kidnapped. Check. They want me to do a job. I need this guy to find her. Yeah. Check. That's it. That's all she needs to know. I've told you everything. Anyway. I'm, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I'm with you. A nighttime car chase ensues because that's what needs to happen. Her her car. What was it again? It's a uh, an Alpine. Sunbeam Alpine, which is like the happiest name of a car maybe ever. It's somehow able to keep up with the Porsche 911. <laughs> At first, it made me wonder yeah. if Sully didn't know that they were behind him, but there's enough commotion that he's and he's looking a little bit so. over his shoulders. He knows. Well, here's here's what I posit as being a possible explanation for that. Okay. We should we should let people know that the Sunbeam Alpine topped out at 95 miles an hour, and the Porsche 911 in that in that year would go 165. So it was okay. not a <laughs> not a contest of of engine power at all. But I'm wondering if maybe like Sully had sustained a head injury or something with during yeah. during the phone he booth. doesn't seem to be keep touching his head he's touching his head and he looks a little groggy and so i'm wondering if that's like impairing his driving i'd buy that he could maybe keep up in the crowded streets but then once they got out there on like the pacific coast highway or wherever they were open road right he would the porsche would leave the alpine behind yeah, but if you're if you're like groggy and swerving and at yourself i then, gotcha then that's my we're only, gonna that's the only explanation yeah. for this otherwise he's gonna leave them so far behind there's no way they catch i mean up. the thing is you could have also had him get a flat tire or something where yeah. he's riding on rims and yeah. there are ways you could have done it they didn't want to hurt that car that's true i think they had a deposit they wanted the deposit back from <laughs> they that needed car. to return that car and i get it because that car is fucking beautiful yeah so anyway he somehow has manages to run sully down yeah and yeah. They're sort of, he's just smashing each other yeah, up on, on the, the PCA, road. They start ramming each other. Sully's doing the same. And then he starts shooting and not hitting anything. And in my mind, when I'm seeing those scenes, all of a sudden that car didn't quite look like the same Porsche anymore. Right. I think it was probably like a dummy car. I think, well, it may have been also the lighting because they were going under like street lamps and yeah, stuff. So. That could be it. At any rate, I don't think they wrecked the real hero Porsche. No. Um, but yeah, he runs. Matrix runs Sully's car right sort of off the road up onto an embankment and right. it rolls onto its side and man Matrix plows the Alpine into a telephone Why pole. wouldn't he break? I mean he might have tried but they were how fast do you think they were going when they hit it 40? Not, yeah, I mean like 50 max around those turns and yeah, stuff like I think there. he was trying to slow down. I mean it was a practical car crash. Yeah, but it, it looked cool but, but fuck. It was he was probably going at least 40 miles an hour. Head on into a telephone pole. R.I.P. Sunbeam Alpine. Maybe, just maybe, Matrix put a seatbelt on. But <laughs> she didn't. Cindy was just sitting on the bare floorboard because Matrix had <laughs> ripped the seat out in Sh the last. Kevin. Sh <laughs> and she would have been through the windshield. 
of that car. She would have been dead. Shut up and enjoy the die hard. So, <laughs> but they they worked that all out real quickly because Matrix just turns to her and he's like, "Are you okay?" And done. That's it. She's and she says, and she, "I think I'm dead." She says, "I think I'm dead." And he's like, "You're okay." And hops out. <laughs> that's a great. That's a great exchange. Yeah, it is nice. Um, what he goes, Matrix drags Sully out of the Porsche. Yeah, and immediately starts rooting around. He's like, he finds a key to yeah. the Sunspot Motel room, room number, number five. five. Um, and he, he asks Sully where Ginny is, and Sully does not want to play ball. Matrix is, is roughing him up against the car. Yeah. Telling him, you know, tell me where where is they've taken Jenny. I love this bit. Sully's lines uh, were great. Sully's something like, you know, I'm not telling you shit or something. And uh, Matrix, you know, roughs him up a little bit more. And it's like, you're going to talk to me. The fucking Sully. You got to give him credit for having heart. Yeah. He's like, he's like, let me repeat myself. Get fucked. <laughs> I like I like Matrix's response though. Listen, your loyalty is very touching, but it's not the most important thing in your life right now. Uh-huh. But what is important is gravity. And he <laughs> scoops him up like a child and <laughs> yeah. carries him over to the edge of the road, which is a, a sheer is not drop a big off. guy. Yeah, and literally holding him by one foot. Yeah, I think on set they had him, you know, on a crane as well or a wire. But I think physically Schwarzenegger would have been capable yeah, of doing that. It's absolutely. just not worth it. Because probably the guy, like Sully weighs maybe 140. Yeah, he's a little guy. And Schwarzenegger, I have no doubt, could hold, that, that anyway. much, that oh, much, yeah. could hold that much weight in one hand. Easily. For a limited time, at least. Um, for, for long enough to film that. And he's also like, he's like seriously taunting Sully. Uh, this he's like, great. he's got him in his left arm and he's tapping his bicep and he's like, I've got to tell you, Sully, this is my weak arm. That's so funny. <laughs> Coming from a, that guy. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the funniest lines that yeah. really worked. Sully says he doesn't know where Ginny is, but that Cook knows, throwing Cook under the bus, mm-hmm. bastard, <laughs> and that he'll take Matrix to where he's supposed to meet him. And so Matrix is like, no, you won't. And so he's like, why not? And he's like, because I already know. And he like, oh, waves shit. that and hotel then, room key. Yeah. And then this exchange. Ah, uh, a classic for the movie. You you do Matrix, I'll be Sully. All right. So Matrix says, remember Sully when I promised to kill you last? <laughs> That's right, Matrix. You did. I lied. And he drops him and he, there's a great scream. Uh, thus great Sully perished, scream. Thus perished Sully. There, There's the Wilhelm scream. There should be the Sully scream. That's a good scream. Also, he was like, was- la, la, la! That's awesome. Um, So down one auto, Matrix decides to flip the Porsche back on its wheels. That's right. Oh, and and Cindy asks, what'd you do with what'd you do with Sully? I let him go. A good kiss off line. So (laughs) many. That was a good one. There were good ones in this movie. There really are. Well, I lied was a good one. Mm -hmm. I let him go is a good one. Do you think that I lied when he drops him off the cliff? Is that the most iconic moment for this movie? It's the one that I've heard people quote the most. Yeah. And also, I let him go. This scene in general is the one that I've heard more people quote than any others. I don't know that they knew it when they were making the movie, but yeah, this is kind of like the sequence of the movie. That's amazing, though. The whole mall shootout and then... Car chase to this is like the standout sequence probably for the movie. Yeah, it's it. I mean, it looks amazing. It's great. It's practical incredible. Um, so, yeah, they they he knocks the Porsche down. It's a little worse for wear on that side that it, <laughs> for, that it for now. scuffed up. And then as soon as they start driving, it's it's, it's fine. It's, it's, yeah, a it's miraculously car. repaired on that side. Well, the, he's, 
he believes in Jesus, so he's a fast healer. So, <laughs> so the scene cuts to Arius, Bennett, and Jenny arriving via boat at Arius's compound. Yep. And this particular shot, we should mention, of the compound, the house like way back on the hill and all the like the buildings and stuff in the foreground mm-hmm. on the beach and stuff is like the Hearst estate. And that's like way back there is um, Hearst Castle. Yeah, that property is incredible. Have, have you, you been? ever been out there? I, I have. I, you have You got to go. That's yeah. what I've heard. I've heard it the is, swimming pool alone is like worth the price. It's like of all that kind of yeah, like Roman and Greek marble, like cherubs and stuff like that. But yeah, it's incredible. William Randolph would not have liked us because we imbibe. Speaking of imbibing, oh, what are we drinking? I'm drinking some Woodford Reserve. I'm on the same Woodford Reserve. Oh, classic cheers. bourbon. Cheers. Yeah, across. Cheers to you guys. We encourage you to uh, to grab a libation if you so desire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll grease the gears and make this go by <laughs> it better. It makes these movies so much more enjoyable. It makes us funnier. <laughs> I, In our own minds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'm shocked that they gave them access to that property to film this type of thing where there are yeah. explosions and pyro Absolutely. and everything. But it's a massive property. I it suggest is. anyone who's in that area on the Pacific Coast Highway, go check it out. It's like worth whatever they charge you for the tour. It's so cool. That's awesome. They let you roam around the house a little bit afterwards. That's cool. And it's Yeah. It's kind of like if you live on the East Coast, there's the Biltmore House. Oh, uh, I love the Biltmore House. This is like Biltmore House on steroids or oh, Biltmore really? House in like a more picturesque setting. Okay. Yeah. Incredible. Man, Asheville is no slouch either. That's, no. that's high praise. I'll yeah, check that out. Yeah, it's definitely worth the trip. <laughs> so... Um, so yeah, that's, that's really it of all of the bad guys and Jenny is them pulling up to the, to the pier. We cut back to matrix and Cindy driving and he apologizes. I like this. He's like, I'm sorry for getting you involved. Yep. So, and then he, he acquiesces in like breaking things down. Yeah. He slower, explains I guess. to her again what's going on. Yeah. He, the bad guys have kidnapped Jenny to force him to do a job and he knows they'll kill her either way. So his only hope is to rescue her. I think he's probably actually right. I know. I totally agree. I think at the time I'm like, I mean, I get that he doesn't want to do the job, but also just that he's on a killing rampage. Like, but maybe he does recognize, like, even if he succeeds, they're going to kill her and probably try to kill him too. He knows what kind of people he's dealing with. And when you first see Arius deliver the line that like your father's cooperating and you'll be together soon. Um, like he, he delivers it. Dan Hedaya delivers that line. It's almost genuine, but you get the feeling that it's like this guy, what we know of him, he's a cutthroat murderer. So yes. Jenny, it doesn't matter. Jenny's going to die. And, and then so, we, we get this line. <laughs> oh, my guy. My Arnold, he just says, this is such a quotable line. All that matters to me now is Jenny. Oh, He's a so loving sweet. father. We cut back immediately to uh, Aries's compound. And uh, Aries and the others are pulling up to a mansion not Hearst Castle. Not Hearst um, Castle, yeah. And I think we, it was a mansion like in Malibu or in Beverly Hills I think or they, something. Someone said I read somewhere that it was like the mansion from Green Acres. <laughs> I read the same thing and I did the research and that's not accurate. Okay, so but I, don't yeah. quote us on that. Yeah, it's Internet, like a, you bastard. I know, it's like... What's up? With what are we internet? supposed to believe? So anyway, we see we also see flying at the house what is supposed to be the Valverde flag for the first time. Yeah, a weird flag. Um, they take Jenny into a salon and lock, <laughs> nice. lock her in. All the uh, all the exits are sort of boarded up. Yeah, there's um, a bunch of doors and windows, but they're all boarded. It's a nice room. But in yeah. this scene, she really brings the emotion. She's uh, she seems genuinely upset. As well, she should be. Yeah. She probably be. knows as well as Matrix does that her life's 
Yeah, like she's hanging by a thread. She's mini Matrix. She knows what's up. <laughs> mini Matrix. I love uh, it. Another cut finds Matrix and Cindy pulling up at the Sunspot Motel. I found myself thinking, like, he took a risk dropping Sully because just because he's got that key doesn't mean that that's necessarily the place where he's supposed to meet Cook. Right. That could have just been, yeah, this is where I'm sleeping tonight, but I'm supposed to meet Cook at this bar and, you know, Malibu or something. Right. Like, whatever. But at any rate, Luckily enough for them, and simply enough for this plot, it is the right place. Do you think that if the Sunspot Motel had not been the right answer to that question, that Sully would have said, wait, 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 no, that's not that's not the right place when he showed he him the key? He should have said it either way. But yeah, probably he would have said, no, that's not it, when he waved the key in his face, yeah. Anyway, Sully's dead, doesn't matter. <laughs> the Sunspot looks dope. I would stay there. It looks like someone spent some money to make it look pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I feel like I read somewhere that it's no longer there, which is really sad. I read somewhere that they built it, that it was a set just fabricated just for this movie. Oh. But that really would defy belief. There's plenty yeah. of motels where I you read, can shoot this yeah. thing. Uh, they pull up to the motel. Matrix checks his watch just under eight hours left. Yeah. Getting close. Cindy gets out of the car, which surprises Matrix. And I like this because she bolts out and Matrix uh -huh. is sort of like taking it back. And he's like, where like, what are you doing? And and she says she's coming with him to help, mm -hmm. which is awesome. Yeah, she's bought in. Now, he's got I a think. teammate. She's, she's invested. She's seen the wallet picture of Jenny. Right. She so she's fully on board now. She's willing to risk her life. That's right. They head to room number five and Matrix uh, slowly and quietly opens the door. Yeah. Um, but the room is empty. Yeah. Yep, they begin yep. to search for clues. Uh, meanwhile, outside, we see Cook roll up in a badass Cadillac Eldorado. That's like baby blue. I feel like that is the world's largest two-door car. <laughs> it was a land it, it, yacht. Oh, my God. It is. It's so sexy, though. It was a thing of beauty. Yeah. Oh, Probably gets all of like 12 miles a gallon. the least practical car <laughs> maybe ever. I know, right? I love that it's a two-door. Cook comes up to the door and knocks. Yeah. Matrix knows it's Cook somehow. Or maybe it's just a lucky guess. Smelled him downwind. Oh, he uh, smelled him coming. Um, he tells Cindy to mess up the bed. Um, yeah, he starts running a shower yeah. in the other room. And then he comes out and he rips her blouse just slightly, tastefully. Tastefully. And uh, and tells her to pretend that she's had a good time with Sully. Yep. So she goes and opens the door. That's like quick thinking from Matrix so, in that yeah, moment. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So she goes and she opens the door, giving like these sort of sultry looks. I love this. He yeah. Like um, where Cook asks her who she is and she says room service room service gives this like little <laughs> she has told him that uh, Sully's in the shower he says let me in she does and Matrix like sucker punches him he's hi been hiding behind the door yeah taps him on the shoulder when he turns around bam right in the face as Cook rises he swings around with a gun in his hand uh, he's got like a 38. Yeah, a little, little snub nose. Yeah, a little six shooter. Contact with Matrix makes a shot go off. So if my math is right, that's five shots left. Yep. Um, they wrestle for the gun. Two more shots Two go more off. Shots. That's three shots left. And then they seriously ruin the room's aesthetic, punching through a portion of a like a glass brick wall. Yeah, that was an odd decor in the room. It was these glass bricks. There was neon lighting. Odd but common decor of the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Um, the gun somehow gets tossed. The two start fighting hand to hand. Oh, this is a good exchange. Yeah, you, where, you well, I'll be cook. He's like, you scared motherfucker? You should be. Because this green beret is going to kick your ass. 
I eat green berets for breakfast, and right now I'm really hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I love Sydney's little interjection. We talked a little bit about this uh-huh. one in the first episode, where this movie, like, it sort of it it presents lines to comment on itself, as if to say, "We know this is over the top. We yeah. realize it is." So Cindy interjects, saying, as if speaking for the the woke of the eighties, uh-huh. she's like, "I can't believe this macho bullshit." <laughs> I love her delivery. I do too. She's awesome. Yes, yes, they, yes. They fight on some more and she's like oh these guys eat too much red meat uh, um, <laughs> I they, think that I think she improv those lines or I think they told her just to they gave her like a list of lines and told her to, to shoot them out there I love she it she crushed it yeah it. yeah she she had great delivery um, cook falls but he somehow got the gun back like right in the corner right, where it was right right he gets another shot off which would be Mrs. Matrix because he does a somersault behind the bed. And then as he <laughs> gets up, he sort of like vaults himself towards him. And as they're like flying through a door, another shot goes off. Okay. What's on the other side of the door? Uh, gratuitous nudity <laughs> is on the other side of the door. <laughs> There's like a couple in there shooting a porno. In the next room, over. there's like a light hysterical. set up and a camera and a tripod. Fucking California. <laughs> California. Um, man, yeah, there's just in these movies of this ilk, that was a common thread was you've oh, yeah. got to have just some boobies in there. And then as so after they've flown through the door, when Cook hits the ground that last time, a sixth shot goes off. Okay, so he's spent. Yeah, he's spent. But um, under under better circumstances. He'd have Matrix dead to rights. Absolutely. Unfortunately. He for stands him. up. He's like lost count of his bullets, I guess. He points that gun he at Matrix. He breaks the cardinal rule of these movies, Kevin. What's that? Don't give in to hubris. <laughs> oh, hubris got him. <laughs> it yeah, says, yeah. fuck you, asshole. And then it's click. <laughs> and that <laughs> Matrix <laughs> is like, fuck you, asshole. That's that's a pretty good. I like that exchange. That you did like good. that? Yeah, I like okay. I, Arnold's like, fuck you. Just that little <laughs> bit of aggression. Um, they fight a little bit more in the room. It's like much to the dismay of the naked woman. That's right. Poor and, thing. And uh, Matrix like th- throws him sort of back through the doorway. By his dick. Really? Like, did he scoop him he up? He like does a cook, oh. like cock grab or something. <laughs> grab cook by the cock. Yeah. <laughs> he if you him will. Through I the will. door. And he lands on, a, a, it must be a table leg. Yeah, something it, is imp- broken. Oh, it impaled him. Like right through his chest. It's That's a pretty rough. gruesome way to go. So he can, he is no longer in any position to divulge any meaningful or valuable information. Is the idea of there being like adjoining rooms with a door that joins two hotel rooms together, is that still a thing that's common? I've seen it. Okay. I, I, I just wasn't know, sure if that's still normal. I don't normal. know if it's in newer hotels, but in, in hotels in the recent past, especially where, um, like it's one party booking more than one room. Yeah, you'd ask for adjoining rooms adjoining and you can sort of walk freely between the yeah. rooms. Yeah. Okay. I, I wasn't sure if that's still it. a normal thing, but it was definitely like standard in the 80s and 90s. I don't think it's so much common now. Yeah. Um, can corroborate. Do not work in the industry. <laughs> Let us know if you do. <laughs> yeah, right. So Cook, RIP, actually, fuck you. We don't care. They take the... the, the <laughs> They take the <laughs> was that your sign was that your like sign off for cook yeah all right cold-blooded i like it <laughs> they take the keys to his sweet ride yeah and start searching the car yes what do they find um cindy finds in the glove box there's an invoice for aviation fuel <laughs> um she knows this of course because she's getting her pilot's license and this is the same exact company that her instructor uses jesus christ all right 
I love that she's an empowered eighties woman and she's like working and <laughs> hustling and like, yeah. she's, she wants to become a pilot cause they make sweet money, but yep, yep. the fuck this is what the <laughs> fuck. I, I felt like of, of the, all the things that happened in this movie, this is one of the more plausible moments. Shit. <laughs> God, um, I can get on over that, but they that. figure, all right, maybe Arius must have a plane. Let's go to the address of the company that's listed on the invoice and we'll see what we can dig up over there. It, that makes as much sense as anything else that's happened so far in the movie. So I think in my mind, they should have kept rolling in the Porsche just because that's such a sweet car. I have OCD to an extent. So the fact that it's all scraped up <laughs> would drive me crazy. Oh, well, Arnold's reasoning is let's take Cook's car. He won't be needing it. Kiss offline. This, oh. this one's like. I Arnold's making it work. He's like finding his stride. He is. Absolutely. He is. Uh, their clue leads them to. <laughs> oh, wait, they burn rubber out of the hotel parking lot. Like Arnold keeping a low profile <laughs> <laughs> in the, in this land yacht. It's yeah. beautiful. White walls. It's uh, gorgeous. Um, and it leads them straight to Patria enterprises right which is interesting patria is spanish right yeah means homeland in both spanish and italian Mm -hmm. um so yay romance languages matrix thinks (laughs) interestingly enough that this must be the same place where he was being held earlier in the day i don't know why i don't either he might have seen when they drove him away maybe i saw a big aluminum building i don't get it (laughs) i Uh, saw there was a warehouse yeah so he i love that he walks up to the gate and just just but like rips a fucking chain and padlock apart. He's just yeah, it's padlocked with chain. Feet of he strength. He just grabs it and just yeah, rips the chain apart. Why not? They should do a MythBusters. I I I don't think that that's going to come back Possible. positive for Arnold. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, Matrix tells Cindy to wait for his signal and uh-huh. does a very Matrix thing and climbs up a drain pipe up the side of a building and loudly rips off part of yeah, the building yeah. to crawl through. And inside, it's like there's a small army that's preparing for war. I like this shot, though, because it it was a, it was a very, like, Nazis in an Indiana Jones movie level of heightened activity, like looking down at all of them. You know what I mean? It's like uh, that bit in Wayne's World where he, like, it's like, wait, let me show you something. And he opens the door and there's just like ninja training happening yes, behind the door. Yes. And then he, he's like, I just always wanted to do that. Yes. Like open a door and there's an army. <laughs> Matrix shimmies down a wall. <laughs> scurries past some crates marked in English. Ship to Valverde. Nice. <laughs> Class seven explosives. I should it have been bilingual. Where are they getting all this gear? I think that's what I'm saying. The fact that all this prep for there's a tank in there. There's a tank in there. It's happening in the middle of Los Angeles. Makes me feel like the U.S. government has got to be assisting in this thing, which was not uncommon. Like you overthrow one regime, then you overthrow another regime. And we've been at it. We used to be allies with years. We were allies with Bin Laden. Yep. In Afghanistan. This is rough. It's yeah. getting a little close to home. Um, but at any rate, yeah, it's it's boggles the mind that this is all happening, though, in Los Angeles, which is right. an 11 hour flight away from Valverde. Yeah. He crawls under a tank that's uh, got the Valverde insignia sprayed on it. Nice. There are goons carrying boxes and running around in the middle. There's a guy weirdly just. Polish it, like rubbing down a cannon. Of course. Is that necessary maintenance? I would think you, I don't know. I don't know, man. I've never owned a cannon. Um, what was the direction there? 
guys, look busy with the supplies. And that just one guy was like, I'll shine this can. Yeah, guess. make yourselves know. busy probably um, is the anyway, thing. Matrix continues to sneak around until he finds an office. He's looking for Jenny, right? Yeah, I, okay. I get the feeling that he's looking for Jenny. Okay. She's um, not there. Yeah. He hears voices. Uh, he ducks into a different room adjacent to this door um, as these insurgent guys pass he sneaks in where we see another uh familiar face from the 90s if you are um if you were a fan of the show renegade you oh. recognize branscom richmond as he played okay. bobby and bobby i never was, watched that show bobby was like reno it came on was it good yeah it was a good show it's nice. about this guy who was a, he was a former cop who'd been um it was sort of a, a fugitive okay scenario he'd been framed for murder by other cops that he was trying to turn in for being unsavory characters but they killed his wife and framed him for it and so now he's on the lamb trying to like do the a-team thing basically okay but, he's like so, a soldier of fortune yeah, exactly and so bobby this guy is his is his sidekick anyway okay. arnold kicks the shit out of him <laughs> arnold yeah he beats him up stuffs him in a closet that's where bodies go <laughs> and opens the window and tells cindy to climb through yeah they do like a little bit of recon in the room they're like they're in like the they're in the what the headquarters it seems yeah like yeah. the the administrative office of this building of Patria Enterprises. <laughs> I Patria. love this moment, dude. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> they're well, they're they're fishing through all the papers there. Like Arnold sees a map and he grabs a protractor <laughs> or something <laughs> and a ruler. But like, man, watching Matrix study that map is like when they give a paintbrush to a chimp and they put him in front of a canvas. It's like he may start painting on the canvas, but he it doesn't know what it's doing. No. <laughs> It's just pawing at whatever's in yeah. front of it. And there's, so he, he does some quick uh, calculations. Of course. Um, and he He's says, like, there's something going on at this island. Yeah, which is off the coast of Santa Barbara, he says. That's like up around where there's the Channel Islands, yeah. Catalina Island, like off the central coast of California. Given the visible coordinates on the map, there are a lot of a lot of guys on the internet say that that the island that he miraculously yeah. found would have actually been more like 90 to 100 miles off the coast of like Santa Barbara. It was like okay. like nowhere near where he would have found it on that well, map. Well, and, and and meanwhile, Cindy has found a photograph of an amphibian airplane. Jesus Christ. Um it should and have she's been. like this could be used to fly to an island. Okay. And it's like all the pieces are coming together, baby. Why was it at like an auto trader for seaplanes? <laughs> it should have been Something that it should have been registration papers for the plane. It's a photograph of an airplane. Checks out. Yeah. Let's go get them. It wasn't like a registration or any proof that anyway. But that immediately clues them in to cross check the invoice that they found earlier. Yes. And that confirms. Of course. That the fuel. Cindy's like type four fuel is amphibian. How does she know this? We don't know. She's. Getting her pilot's license. Is that part of the, to get your license, you know, the different fuel types? I feel Perhaps. like you have to. Maybe so. Um, and that it was recently gassed up at Pacific Pier in San Pedro. Yeah. So she's like, okay, let's get to that place. And um, that must be where they're keeping the airplane. Right. So they sneak know. out of Shrug. Patria. My yeah. reaction to all this is just like, sure, why not? Yeah. It makes as much sense as sure. anything else has. It's like, how far along are we in the movie? Um, <laughs> so they sneak out of Patria Enterprises. Um, and Cindy asks if they're going to the plane. Matrix says, not uh, yet. We're going. Where are we going? Where are we going, Kevin? Shopping. Oh. And they drive off. We can only imagine what Matrix's idea of shopping is. 
It's not Kroger. <laughs> it's not Kroger. Oh, man. Yeah, it's going to be a fucking or radical. Home Depot. No, he's got to get some tools, though. I guess we'll have to let everyone know what kind of tools in the next exciting episode of Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger because we're at time. We're at time, but we'll be back. 